Before we get started in this week's episode, I want to remind you to head over to youtube.com slash egofitness or just type in Robert Ego Anthony on his search bar and hit subscribe. I give you a new independent wrestling style vlog every single Monday. And while you're here, hit subscribe on the podcast, Potting with Ego. It helps boost numbers and gets the pod out to a lot of people that might not know it's there. Finally, the sponsor of the With Ego series, it is Good Note Clothing. That is Good Note CO, all one word over on Instagram. Go to them for all of your custom tie-dye clothing needs from hoodies, shirts, shorts, long comfy pants, everything you need when you're traveling on the road or just cuddling up with your loved one on the couch. Myself, Joe, Chico, and a lot of AEW athletes all rock Good Note clothing as well as you should and use code EGO to save yourself 15%. Now, let's get into the pod. Ladies and gentlemen, Robert Anthony, you can just go fantastico in some circles here, smelling fucking amazing. Tell me I'm lying, Chelavi. I guess I smell nice. Yeah, thanks, baby. No, I. Oh, you. I, <laughs> I am here smelling amazing. No, Tell me that I'm lying. No, no, no. You smell like very perfumish. I don't like it. My entire night is going to be ruined now laying next to you. We are here today. You with, smell. We are here today with Chelavi, a.k.a. the wife, a.k.a. the one that yells at me and Joe when we're trying to have good times. What? And <laughs> no, I don't. I'm here. I want to join in on the good times. Yeah, you're not one of the boys. Uh, I'm here Rude. with an amazing spray tan. It's been a while. because I haven't, very dark. I haven't posted a uh, freelance vlog in a while. Which I am going to film tomorrow, which we'll talk about in a minute. But I used to, when I post about the freelance vlog, talk about my amazing spray tan. And I have an amazing spray tan. Please tell everyone how I smell. Like a woman. Like a very, very, really nice Chanel perfume. Didn't you tell me I smell like, <laughs> like a Victoria's Secret something? Like like no. a, like a early 2000s teen? No, did I tell you that? Somebody told me something weird. If I, was... I told you that, I definitely don't remember saying that. Mm. I really don't. My brother has some good... Uh, stories about me smelling like this when we lived together in our basement. I have good stories about you. You used to like that Love Spell spray. Bro. I oh. hated Love Spell. Like, I didn't like that perfume at all at Victoria's Secret. And you, that was like your favorite thing. And I was like, I'm not wearing Love Spell. So, context is king. Whatever. Um, so, Love Spell came in, was at. It was in the purple bottle, remember? It was in a, it was in a jar for me. Oh, for um, you. <laughs> So let me, I get t- context is here. I have to tell the story now. Okay, sorry. I used to want to be the best smelling wrestler out there. Do you want to say this? I do. Because <laughs> when I was a kid and I slapped Ahmed Johnson's shoulder, my hand was gooey afterwards. Gooey. And I was like, oh, what the hell is on my hand? I didn't realize later on that it was baby oil on Ahmed Johnson. And I slapped him and it was all over my hand. It was freaking gross and then later on i started wrestling and then guys would smell like their gear would smell they would smell and i forgot how i got set up with it but someone gave me this body lotion came in a jar called love spell from victoria's secret and it wasn't like and and i was like 
like a moisturizer, right? Is that mm-hmm. what it is? It was lotion. Lotion. So yep. I put it on and I thought it smelled amazing. And I was like, I'm going to do this before I wrestle. So when I run past the fans as egotistical fantastico, they'd be like, oh, he smells great. <laughs> Instead of, oh, he's got, he's got fucking uh, baby oil on him. And I did that for like four, my entire CZW run. I smelled like love spell from Victoria's Secret. My entire run. Not not a lie. It was always in your bag. It was always in my bag. <laughs> so now I just picture you jumping over someone in the chair and they're like, ooh, love spell. As yeah. you just fly over Do they them. still sell that? Is that a thing? I haven't bought that perfume in a very long no, time. No, do they sell it I, They probably do. It was one of thing? their like classic scents. So. I gotta go back to that. No, please don't. I have it, to. No. Before we started recording, no. Chella V got mad at me because she said... Do you know that um, professional podcasts? I didn't say professional. Do not put words in my mouth. Other podcasts. I said, do you know that I found out that other podcasts have like a a storyline that they give to their guests? Yeah. A ru- what is it called? A run sheet. Run sheet. So that their guests can sound interesting and think know about topics that are going to be discussed and come to the table with something. And you're like, want a podcast? And then I just sit here and go, hello. <laughs> That's the best ones. That's because this is why my podcast is, is successful because everyone listening okay. to this wants to sit here and have this conversation, mm-hmm. right? We're just we don't discuss. You make me come down here and you're like, okay, go. Like we don't. But that's what I do with anything. Joe. That's what I do with. No, everyone. I know. I'm just telling the people out there that we don't talk about anything we're going to talk None about. None of my beforehand. guests do. No. When I interviewed Danny Daniels and Mike Pekovich and Billy Wack, they knew we were talking about wrestling, but they didn't know the topics, and I didn't know the topics I was going to ask. Oh, you, well, oh, really? Yeah, oh, I, just, I thought you had like no. a semi-outline in your head of what you want to talk about. When I, when I interviewed Danny Daniels, I wanted to ask him why he put me first match and made me lose the title. <laughs> uh, that, that was one of the ones I knew I was going to ask, but otherwise I don't. Um, so yeah, full disclosure, we're four minutes in. Yay. Um, welcome back, everyone. Sorry I didn't post a uh, podcast last week because the one before that... Oh, I'm hiccuping. The one before that was doing so well in the numbers, I let it roll. Uh, Because of the topic, the topic we talked about um, was the body dysmorphia. A lot of people reached out to me and gave me a lot of positive feedback from that, Um, giving their own stories and their own experiences and how um, that type of topic isn't talked about. Uh, a lot with men as well as in our profession of professional wrestling, but, um, it was doing so well. It was helping a lot of people. And I, and I was doing a lot of replying to a lot of messages to people that were sending me things. So I just kind of let that podcast roll on its own, like its own full head of steam. It was, uh, one of the few solos that are doing like amazing numbers. So, um, for everyone that was listening to that, to that helped you. Uh, you know, thank you for reaching out to me with your stories, with your, um, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. You know, and I'm not going to out anyone and tell anyone what they, what they sent to me privately, but, uh, yeah. So I just let that one run, but we're here back on the Friday with the wife. How's your week been going, friend? Bad. <laughs> <laughs> we have a kid with pink eye. Oh God. We have a kid that was puking for a day and a half. Yes. And then, uh, me. Yeah, then you. You got a you got a I'm on, torn cornea. I yes, I have I have a torn cornea, mm. um, which happens to me a couple times a year just because of a problem I have with my eyes. Mm. Um, so I had to have a like basically an emergency procedure where they had to remove some epithelial layer from epithelial, epithelial layer from one of my eyes because of the tear, and uh, 
that basically leaves me blind for a good 24 hours. At least. At least, but at like no sight at all. I can't open my eyes. And uh, then it starts coming back little by little, but my eyes are just, they're, you can't see. I see it about like a 10%. And it's hard having a three-year-old and a very Jesus. active seven-year-old and a very active 40-year-old. <laughs> so, But you held it down, babe. You Without you, I don't know. I don't know how we would have made it because that night that I had the procedure, yeah. we thought like, okay, Olivia will go to the sitter, this will, this will, this. And then at five in the morning, a kid comes running to our bedroom puking. And I can't see, mind you, I'm still blind. And I'm like, there's a kid in here. Babe, wake up. He's in here. I know he's in here. I hear him. And sure enough, he's in our bathroom, like no. puking. Yep. No, yeah. So it was an amazing week. It's and then I have week. an amazing weekend, right? I'm busy as hell. I have uh, freelance today. If you're listening to this on Friday, uh, we're recording this Thursday night at 10.27 p.m. Uh, I have freelance today. Um, I may or may not wrestle, if we're going to talk about storyline-wise. Storm Grayson is going to wrestle two former freelance champions uh, to face me. He has to win both matches. So if he loses match one, me... And whoever he was supposed to wrestle match two have the night off. We don't do anything. If he loses match two, then I have the night off. If he wins match two, then I might have to wrestle Storm Grayson. Uh, so if you're listening to this on a Friday, uh, the show is sold out. So if you're in Chicago, you can't come. But you can log on to IWTV. Uh, Chella V is going to tell her tell you her hack for IWTV, how she watches it. But huh? um, uh, Oh, you don't even know what I'm talking about. What? So IWTV has a terrible app. The app sucks when you're trying to play uh, an on-demand. Um, oh, I, I know what you're saying. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, So yep. tell everyone how you watch IWTV. Well, they fixed it. They did. They did. It the looks last better. one I was able to watch. So before, on the app. You, yes, before mm. when you'd go to the app, you were like, you had to press on air, mm. and it wouldn't always pick up the freelance one. So you would go like you'd search for freelance, but you weren't able to see what was happening live. I don't sure. know if anyone else had that problem or if it was just me. People did. People did. Okay. Yeah. I thought I was crazy. So what I did is I went to the Twitter page for like freelance. Right. Mm. And then saw that they said, watch here on IWTV. And I pressed that link and it took me right to the live. But it took you so, to the web browser. Right. Yeah. So yeah. basically what the hack was, instead of using the app, which sucked, you would go into your Safari or whatever Android has, and you type in IWTV, the web browser, mm-hmm. and then uh, you access this through that. I learned as well. I'm shitting all over the IWTV app right now. The app it's is terrible. No, listen to this. Even oh, when okay. you play back, the app sucks when you're trying to fast forward or rewind something. But if you log into the web browser, it's very easy to fast forward and rewind uh, matches and video formats and things like that. We're it's trying. Like, it's next to impossible to like move the slider on the app. So uh, if you want to watch tomorrow's show, IWTV, check it out on your web browser, not on the app, and uh, see how this freelance sold out show is going to go. Um, Chella V is going to watch. And then after that, here's my busy week, right? Ready. Finish freelance, come home for a few hours, get get a nap, jump on a plane, NWA, and then get uh, a nap. You get home at like one a.m. <laughs> bro, I'm gonna try to leave as fast as I can. Get I am not nap. screwing around at freelance tomorrow. <laughs> get home quickly. I don't know what I'm gonna wear. Probably I shouldn't. Uh, 
anyway, I'm not going to spoil. I'm not going to kill the business that much. Um, you don't know what you're going to wear. Uh, to freelance. Oh. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to wear, but I need to wash my knee pads and all that other shit, dry them really quickly, and then pack up for for NWA. So it's going to be a shitty 24 hours, and then um, and then do NWA. You can handle. I could do it. You know what I mean? It, I can't believe you're going to miss Super Bowl at home with us. So here's our schedule. So yeah. uh, we're wrestling on Super Bowl Sunday, which is weird to me. Insane. Apparently the show sold out. Oh, I mean, I believe it. I, I don't I believe just, it. Oh, you don't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they gave us like this rundown email. We get these talent emails. Um, like here, uh, I'm going to read you the. Tampa travel and production schedule, shuttle airport update, NWA email. Should you be reading this? Yes, because it's fucking insane. Okay. Okay? This makes no sense. Uh, I'll leave out certain information. The shuttle phone number for hotel to pick you up is this. So apparently you have to call this number when you get there. Grab your luggage from the carousel. I never check bags. Never does. Uh, I pack everything in two bags. Yep. Call the number when you need to get picked up and ignore the hotel shuttle signs near the luggage claim. This is where I'm like, what are you talking about? Instead, walk down to red one, not two, as the sign says. <laughs> That's the wrong direction, which is outside at a at the, at the very end of the luggage carousel hall descending order to the carousels 14 13 12 11 10 this sounds 9. like a shady pickup this thing. is weird yes you get the point then you're going in the right direction shuttle will say tampa airport blah 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 uh it runs from an airport from 6 a.m to 10 a.m and then it's like okay that's shady now here's the sucky part the hotel restaurant is limited and closes at 10 p.m which is going to suck because we're always done way after 10. The hotel restaurant is limited and closes at 10 p.m. Uh, but there's a Charlie Steakhouse next door, though. And if you need beer or snacks, there's a shell at the end of the street next to the hotel, which is 24 hours and a 24-hour subway. I'm like, oh, you guys are insane. So that's our shuttle email. Whatever. They act like you guys don't have Google. Like, you could have just looked it up. What you is know? it? Like, to see where the closest subway is or the closest <laughs> oh, oh shell God, yeah. or the closest I, I, steakhouse. I respect, the, um, <laughs> I respect the the effort that they put into that. Yeah, that's nice that they, right? they do that whole thing. And then yeah. uh, here's – I got on this because I talked about Sunday. So here's our taping. Here's our time, right? We start everything at 7.30 in the morning on Super Bowl Sunday. Like production, get ready to get there, all this other shit. There's an agent meeting at nine that I have to go to. Um, talent will start arriving at ten thirty. Lunch is at eleven, and then everything should be done by six p.m. on Super Bowl Sunday. And then it says and. Um, Dinner at Charlie's Steakhouse. No, <laughs> and they're gonna try to find a dive bar for everyone if you wanted to go to to watch the Super Bowl. I'm just like, I'm not going to a dive bar. I'd rather just sit in my hotel with, with Joe and Black G's and make fun of things. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. There's a lot of stuff in here that I can't say for the um, yeah, don't, don't for the see. taping schedule. Yeah. But basically, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. is our Super Bowl Sunday schedule. It's going to suck. Hmm. It's going to suck. And you wonder why I don't call home on these days because they're 
insane. No, you need to call home. Don't be dumb. No. I got my Super Bowl square numbers. Oh, so did I. What did you get? What did you get? I Well, you know I don't. I'm not a fan of football. I'm just saying that. I'm a hockey You're a fan girl. of squares. I am a fan of gambling. Yes. <laughs> so... I think I got bad numbers, and I don't really know how scoring in football works. Sure. But I got a four and a one. That sucks. Damn it. Uh, I think that sucks. All right, so me and my dad. I don't even know who's playing. Me and my who's dad. Who's playing? Um, so serious. The oh Chiefs? <laughs> yes. And I only rem- remember Kansas that because you told me Lucy's yeah. hometown. Lucy and Ace. Yes. Okay. But I don't know who else is playing. <laughs> I don't care. Ask me hockey. I got you. Okay. I'm not. So me and my football. dad went in together and we got uh four fifty dollar squares. Oh oh that's each. what you guys are talking about. Fifty each. So we each paid a hundred dollars. My debt we got zero and seven. That's good, right? I think that's good. We got one and two, which I don't think is good. Uh we got five and one, which I don't think is good. And Nine and six. Um, do we get one more? I one know anything five. with a zero is one and five. That's what I was told nine six seven zero one two, and the payouts are pretty nuts, right? right. So the first quarter is a grand. It's the first, second, and third quarter one thousand dollars, and then the final is fifteen hundred dollars. Um, yeah, so. Hmm. That's our numbers. What's your numbers? You said What'd four you and one. one. Four and one. Oh. I don't even. I watch can't even tell you which and, like, team I watch have. Watch you go and wreck things, and you just like kill a four and one game. This happened before, where I won the final on a square, and I so then they had to tell me, Michelle, you won. I was like, mm. oh, cool. <laughs> I pay a lot of attention to that. Yeah. So Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday, I'll be wrestling, watching all this shit, and hopefully trying to win a couple bucks, and maybe make some DraftKings bets. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so uh, busy wrestling weekend for me. Hopefully everyone supports. Uh, the pay-per-view is on I pay-per-view IWTV on Friday, Fight TV pay-per-view for NWA on Saturday, taping on Sunday. So it's going to be a busy damn week. Do mm-hmm. um, you want to hear something crazy yes. and kind of fun? What? Joe. Oh, no. Joe Alonzo. What do you do? He's not listening to this because he never supports me anymore. Yes, but he does. He does not. Okay, what Joe, do you do? Is 0 and 10 in NWA, and he's so mad. He's well, lost 10 matches. He's got to build up his credibility there, right? <laughs> Why do you laugh? Because he's so mad. Bro. <sighs> I can say something, Robert. Say something. You're 0 and 10 somewhere else. <laughs> Fuck, where? <laughs> what are you talking about? On your dark matches, no? Oh. <laughs> damn. I'm like far from 0 and 10. I'm like worse than that. Are you? Oh, yeah. I wasn't going to say it. You're the one who told me to say it. Oh, my God. I just. You're going to win one one day, babe. Oh, the AEW <laughs> matches? Never. I'm not a signed talent. I would, I'm always going to lose. That's some bullshit. I can't believe you just said that to me. That's bullshit. See, this is why I need a run sheet so I know what not to, not to say. No, you're just over here roasting me. We're supposed to be roasting Joe, and you turned it over on me. Well, I'm trying to make you not make fun of, of him because it's like that for you, too. So. Everyone here loves making fun of Joe. It's like the pastime is do the podcast, make fun of Joe. Okay. I'm a kind person. I don't think you guys should make fun of each other. Where is that kind person? Right here. What are you talking about? Wow. I'm doing blinking man emojis. That's rude. Wow. You know I'm extremely nice. To who? To everybody but you. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. Um, 
So I want to tell this story because I think it's pretty funny. Um, we're all over the place today, and hopefully everyone here is all over the place, and and they they kind of like it because uh, we're just riffing on a uh, on a Thursday night. Um, don't really want to talk wrestling too much today. Just want to talk life and and pretty crazy stuff. Uh, a couple of days ago, the doorbell rings, and I run as fast as I can from the basement to the door because I know why that doorbell's ringing, and it's snitch ass FedEx <laughs> dropping off. The biggest fucking box ever <laughs> to our front door because I had shipping notifications on. I had tracking out for delivery, should be there at this time, which showed up 45 minutes early. The biggest box inside of a box inside of a box was what? A proton pack. <laughs> that I ordered over a year ago. I like. I pre-ordered this fucking Ghostbusters proton. I pack. almost beat you to the door. You did beat me. To the I door. did beat you to the door. In the office. And see this giant ass box come in, and then you just looked at me, and I was like, "What? What Bro, is me that?" Me carrying this box, and you just took it downstairs, and I was like, quick. "Oh no!" It was huge. Oh my god, it's something bad. Our son was like, in "That heaven. took a year to get here." Yeah, he was like, "Wow." Because I, I got the the wand for the proton pack over a year ago, and I showed him. I go, look, look what I ordered, the the backpack to it. He goes, oh, is it coming next week? I'm like, no, nah, bro, it's gonna come in like a year. And he forgot about it. And then when it showed, that took a year, <laughs> and we haven't hooked it up yet. It and hooks up to something. It hooks up to a lot of shit. We should sell it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's going for over a grand now. We should totally get rid of I'm it. I'm gonna look it up right now. Let's takes, just sell it. It takes a bunch of D batteries. Please DM us. <laughs> no, I'm not selling <laughs> if it. If you want a proton pack and a wand that takes a bunch of D batteries. I'm looking at eBay. Okay. Ghostbusters proton pack. Mm-hmm. The... Yeah, I can put it it is on. very cool looking, I must say. It like, looks amazing. Can I wear it for Halloween? Uh, It's my plan to do that. Oh. Um... Yeah, it was my plan because our daughter wants to be a Ghostbuster. No, she doesn't. She wants to be a ghost. She, no. A marshmallow. She wants to be Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. She She's obsessed with the whole marshmallow scene. The little scene. ones, though. Yep. The baby ones. From um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. She keeps making us rewind it and watch it over and over. Ooh, the prices are all over the place now. See? She Wait. just sold it while it was hot. She just sold it for over a grand. You dumb dumb. Uh, there, one just sold, is today the ninth? Yes. February 9th for $875. Boo, you could have did 1000 last week. See? Uh, you, you don't listen to yeah. me. Yeah, let me There's see. a lot of crap down here we get rid of. Kayate. There's so much, actually. We need. I just need to bulldoze this whole... Like, without a wand, 700 Yeah, they're going anywhere. Mm, the $1,000 days are done. Lost out. I don't think many sold for a grand, because I'm trying to load, load it back back. Um, damn, somebody got ripped off. Someone... Someone got one for four ninety eight. They lost a couple bucks. Maybe we can see Dan Aykroyd and get it signed, and then bam, back up there. That's a good idea. That is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Dan Aykroyd and he comes around. Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. Bill Murray doesn't go anywhere though. No, but Dan Aykroyd does. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. They were just here for the Blues Brothers thing. Remember? Yeah, but that was a thousand dollars to meet them. No, it wasn't. It was insane like that. Yeah, it no. was. It wasn't cheap. I looked it up. I wanted to do the VIP package. It was yeah, like, I thought we were maybe going to think grand. about it. Oh, it I didn't even over realize. over a grand to meet them. And I wasn't just going to go and sit there and do nothing. Um, 
but that'd be great to get them to sign this proton pack if they did like something like a wizard world or a c2e2 totally i wonder how much that would cost michael j fox was 500 dollars. maybe if we put it on I olivia feel... and make her walk up to him it will be no free. they don't give a, they don't care about, about that stuff oh talk me through this no. is michael j fox a bigger star than bill murray and dan Aykroyd? i think so i love michael j fox i don't know this just depends what you follow because you're either a ghostbusters person or a back no, in life person right like this is a great cover this is a great what if i'm gonna i'm gonna text that to somebody is Michael J. Fox a bigger star than Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd? I actually don't think so. No? Name a Michael J. Fox movie. Teen Wolf. <laughs> That's your okay, back to, back to the Future. Duh. Okay. Yeah. Besides Ghostbusters. Yeah. Name a Bill Murray. Groundhog movie. Day. What else? I don't know. You don't know anything else? No. Do you? Yeah. Okay. He's in tons of stuff. So name all the tons of things. That's the one thing that came to my head. Scrooge. Yes, Scrooge. Oh, we love Scrooge. I love Scrooge. You made me love Bill it. Murray is Scrooge, mm-hmm. Groundhog Day, Back to the Future, uh, Zombieland. He has a great appearance in Zombieland. Um, he did go in Zombieland. He did go in Zombieland. But I think that Michael J. Fox is... Um, Michael J. Fox his, is Back to the his, Future, and that's it. I know, but his disability took him out of a lot of things, no, too. No, he could have did it, because he did Teen Wolf. Yeah. He's Back to the Future, I Teen love Wolf, that and movie Family when I was Ties. Like six. He, family Ties. He didn't do Alex shit P. after Back to the Future, Michael J. Fox. He didn't do nothing. Now Holy we got to think about it. He didn't do nothing. We gotta be wrong. No, we're not wrong. Family Ties is Family Ties was first. amazing. Fa- Family Ties is terrible. It was an uh, '80s TV show that was fucking. That's dumb. an '80s classic. Didn't Robert? they just have a train? How dare you? What? No, didn't they just have a stupid ass train? A train that yeah. was Silver Spoon. That was Silver Spoon. Get your '80s. Listen, Silver Spoon is where he rode the train in, and that was Ricky Schroeder. I had a crush on Ricky Schroeder. Terrible. What do you mean terrible? Terrible. He's so cute. All right, because now this is getting on my stupid ass brain. Uh, Michael J. Fox filmography. Because um, I had a point. Midnight Madness, never heard of it. Class of 1984, never heard of it. Uh, Poison Ivy, never heard of it. Back to the Future. Oh, he was on Spin City. Okay, so Back to the Future was first. Stuart Little. Teen Hello. Wolf was second. I was actually going to say Doc Hollywood because I remember that movie. Back to the Future 2 and Doc Hollywood. Oh. Remember? Wait, wasn't he in Tombstone? No, he wasn't. That was Val Kilmer. Greedy. No, dude, he was in Mars Attacks, terrible. babe. Terrible. Probably nothing big. We're getting boring. Oh, Life with Mikey. I love that You said movie. we're getting boring? Like, yeah. this is a bearing thing? Yeah. So anyway, um, Michael J. Fox's autograph at, to get his autograph at Wizard World was 500 bucks. So Bill Murray has to be over double that. Yeah, I maybe think the same. I think they're pretty equal yeah. in what they do. Uh, sorry if we were getting bored. I think other people were listening to this and was like, all right, this is actually pretty interesting. <laughs> That's what I think. Okay, let's hope. All right. <laughs> all right, so uh, the podcast. Let's talk about the podcast and let's talk about everyone listening to the podcast because half of you guys are snitches. All of you listening to this podcast are a bunch of snitches and I kind of love it because mm-hmm. it's telling me how much this podcast is getting out to people and the people are finding what we say interesting and it's kind of fun because um, we're a wrestling podcast, sometimes not about wrestling, and I'm not a, a legend that 
is done in the ring and now doing a podcast. I'm literally someone, I'm one of you, that's doing a podcast just to have fun. And we're making this community of people that are love to have fun. But to the snitches out there that I got sent a link and it said, Robert Anthony gets a raise at NWA. And I go, oh no. <laughs> so I clicked this link and it was a dirt sheet. And they transcribed word for word my conversation with Joe about taxes, about his contract, about the rate. It was literally Robert Anthony says this word for word. And then Joe says this word for word. And I said, oh no. And I and it, it hit me. I go, the podcast is popular. I forgot about this. I need to start watching what the fuck I say <laughs> because now people are taking things out of, not out of context. I actually said that, but now people are transcribing things and using it as dirt sheet news. Um, I love it though. I love that some of you are snitches. Keep snitching right, right down there. Robert Anthony, Robert Anthony loves snitches. Snitch <laughs> on him. Uh, no, but I love it because like it tells me that I'm not just sitting in my basement recording these. For nobody, people are actually listening. And you yelled at me what? saying, watch what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> you say dumb things. And you said one thing about, about Max. You were like, bro, I didn't even fishing. bring that up. Stop bringing that up. Oh. No, the snitches are going to talk oh. about well, it us was, going fishing. It was a, it was funny. Bro. And, okay. Let, okay, go ahead. No, you're making me, you're giving me eyeballs. No, go ahead. Nothing. Keep going. No, thanks. I'm going to talk about that now. I'm good. Because I had a panic attack. During <laughs> during the Robert Anthony said Mox like, is going what? on a six week vacation. Oh, oh, I had a panic. And I said, "What? Ju-? This is the first time my name has ever been in the dirt sheets, like the way that way, right?" I had the Sports Illustrated um, uh, interview, but that didn't get out in the dirt sheets. Every dirt sheets literally started with Robert Anthony said. I go. Who the fuck am I? I'm an AEW jobber. Why couldn't you just say Mox was supposed to get a six-week vacation? Why'd you have to snitch on me? <laughs> it was literally Robert Anthony said this. And I was like, oh, shit. Had a panic attack. Uh, but now this one was Robert Anthony gets an NWA raise. And I was like, oh, fuck. But um, I love it. I love that the podcast is getting popular and people are listening. And not only are they listening, but we're helping people. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Even though you got mad at me for talking, <laughs> getting the dirt sheet thing. I don't get mad at you. I just think you say silly things sometimes. Bro, Black G's sent me that link mm-hmm. of um, uh, the dirt sheet saying anything about the podcast. And I was like, oh, no. And he goes, I didn't get a fucking raise. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, oh, now my friend's mad at me. He goes, how much was your raise? I was like, 50 cents. And he's like, fuck you. Tell me how much your raise was. I was like, I'm not telling you nothing. That'll be the last time you get one because you just go and tattle like that. Tattle? I didn't say what a dollar amount was. True. I didn't say it was four grand. Is that what it was? <laughs> you liar. I pause so the dirt sheets can say, Robert Anthony says his raise was four grand. <laughs> a la Nick Hausman. Thank you very much. Do you remember Nick Hausman? I do. Bro. Yes, I He's do. in the center of a lot of crazy stuff lately. What has he been doing? Wrestling news writing. Oh. Okay. Remember when CM Punk went crazy? Mm-hmm. Right? That was Nick Hausman. Oh, he was there. Yeah. He's I the one that asked that. the question. 
Oh, I didn't realize he asked the question. Oh, yes. He's like, uh, yeah, he's a journalist, right? So Is that what it is, though? Wasn't, I don't know. No. So he asked that question, went super freaking viral, right? And then Hausman over WrestleMania weekend sees Seth Rollins. Did you hear this one? No. I'll play it for you. Listen to this. Midwest boy with ROH roots. We don't know what's going on with CM Punk, but you guys have had some barn burners in WWE. Would you like to see Phil Brooks uh, back in WWE? Oh, Philly Phil, stay away. Stay away, you cancer. Get away from me forever. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, I don't like Phil. I don't like Phil. He's a jerk. <gasps> oh, did we just figure that out? Did we just figure that out? No, everybody in the room like is like, oh no, dude, did he say that? Yeah, no, he's a jerk. Come on, we figured it out over there. We knew it over here. I don't want him back. Go do something else. Bye bye. So is that a work though, as you would say? No, 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 no. That's his real feelings. Yeah, because they're they're doing this, like they're doing this thing. Okay. So, uh, so Hausman, wow. you know Hausman, mm-hmm. dude went viral again wow. for like doing controversial shit like that. He asked the hard questions. Oh, he, he asked the weird <laughs> he, questions. The Barbara Walters of <laughs> wrestling. Fuck, dude. If he hears that, he's going to love every second of that. I, he Keep doing your thing. Good job. Really? What? Yeah. He's out there asking questions that maybe people are very interested in. He's know? He's been at the center of a lot of... He, Hausman's... You're right. Hausman's not afraid. He's not afraid to ask those crazy-ass questions. But like... When Punk sued Cabana, okay, mm-hmm. Hausman went to the courthouse and uh-huh. recorded shit as they're coming out of the courthouse. How do you feel? How do you feel about this? How do you feel about this? I'm like, whoa. Like, that's wild. He's not asking any crazy question. People are giving He's... him crazy answers, you know? Wow. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Like, all he did was ask if he wanted him back. And Seth Rollins went that other way, you know? But do you think he asks those questions knowing that there's a 80% chance he'll get a crazy answer? Like, is it a loaded question? Like, possibly. Do you think so? I don't know. I think when I'm not a journalist, but I think if you are, you know what to ask to maybe get the kind of newsworthy thing that you want. But I, I'm not sure. I've never been in, in, that, in his shoes before. You know? So, it's, dude, it's wild though. But it, he back it in the seems day, like people want to talk to him. He's got that he's he, a good personality. He's got the or you're talking about Hausman? Yeah. He's a part of a, a bigger wrestling news website. So this isn't Nick Hausman Productions. Mm. He's working for a wrestling news site, which I think gets him in those doors. Right? So this isn't all him. He has a boss. He has people he needs to Yeah, but still he's good to. enough to get there to do that. That's what I'm telling you. He's like you know, people person, got a good personality. And you know you knew him when he was doing the wrestling managing, like kinda like Frank. Well I knew He was like I, Frank the Clown before Frank the Clown. I knew of him from you. Yeah. You know, like he always seemed like a good person. Yeah. So he, he's doing that and here's something you wouldn't do back in the day, right? Mm. When WCW was around and you're interviewing Goldberg, you the journalist normally wouldn't say, hey, do you want Stone Cold Steve Austin to come here? Like, they didn't talk about the other promotions, mm. right? But nowadays, Hausman's just, like, asking him all the crazy questions, everyone the crazy questions, and he's getting, like, a lot of the crazy answers, and I, you're right. He's not 
asking too crazy. They're just giving them crazy answers. I never thought of that. That mm-hmm. blew my mind that you just said that. Huh. What do you think of Seth Rollins' answer on, on CM Punk? It's very honest. <laughs> you met Punk. Would you? Would you? Did, what did you? Um, I thought he was very nice. Did you? We got his photo when you were pregnant. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Gosh, I was very pregnant. I think I was nine months almost with Harrison. Mm, pretty close. Yep, because Wizard World is like Aprilish, right? Yeah. And he, you know, he came in May, so yeah, I was, I was out there, but he seemed really nice when we talked to him. Um, I had my problems with CM Punk when I was a kid, sixteen, seventeen years old. He hated me. Uh, and I understand why people didn't like him back then. He was arrogant. He was rude. He wasn't friendly, kind of like how I am now. Um, and very standoffish. Didn't want to help people, right? He was only helping himself and his, like, really tight-knit crew of people, Ace Steel, Cocamana, whoever was in his little circle. And, and, I, and I get that. But um, when he got signed to WWE, he was nicer to a lot of us. But that, uh, us as in the people that were there in the beginning. But then people on top started didn't like him. And now he's had all those issues and, and things like that. So it's like a wrestler thing, man. I understand it. But uh, it was wild that Seth Rollins said that. Because Seth Rollins was a CM Punk super fan. Because I've known Rollins since he first started. I believe he said I was his first professional wrestling match. Seth Rollins and you? Yeah. He had backyard matches with his backyard friends. But after he was trained by Danny Daniels, um, he did an AAW show. And that was his first like real company outside of him and his friends. And I was that match. So he's from around here too? He's Seth from Rollins? Davenport, Iowa. Okay. But you had that match here then? In Berwyn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because Danny Daniels trained Seth Rollins. And, um, and I, and I remember I read an interview and, and it's when I was in developmental, he wasn't, he did an interview cause he was getting really popular and they said, who was your first match? He said, it was me. And I texted him. I was like, I was your first match. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, you're my first professional match. I was like, oh wow. So, uh, I knew Seth Rollins from the beginning and he was a punk super fan. To the point he drove to Ring of Honor when Punk was a head trainer to try to train with him. But he couldn't afford it to stay there. Like, he looked up to Punk. He thought Punk was the greatest in the world. And now, bye-bye. Yeah. Blew they my always mind. say you should never meet your idols, right? Because Never they meet might, your heroes. Yeah, your heroes. Because yeah. you never know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Punk's a different dude. Punk's a different type of cat. He's... I want to say he wasn't nice to a lot of people on the way up. He tried to mend some of those, just be nicer once once he got to the top. And he never really fell, but he chose to have a smaller circle. And I can't speak on how he is as a businessman or a, or as someone that's like a sign talent or whatever because I never worked with him. Just seen him from afar, but I can get it. You know what I mean? There's people on independence that I hate, that I can't fucking stand. There's a, there's a few, mm-hmm. and they just get on my nerves, right? And you heard me rant about a few of them, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like you don't need to like everyone you work with. You don't have to, and I know how I come off at times with certain people. Um, 
especially if you're fucking annoying and you're just getting on my nerves or you but don't what do I tell you? understand the business. You don't have to like everyone, but you should still be friendly and nice to people. There's only one person I'm not friendly and nice okay, to. Okay, but that's... And I'm not going to say their name. All right, you don't have to, but that's what I tell you. I understand. But the one person I'm not friendly and nice to just doesn't get it. Okay. He's just a That's f- on you. That's your decision. He's a fucking idiot sometimes. All the times. So and maybe Punk made those decisions too, right? Very true, but he did that with a lot of people. Like the one person that I can't fucking stand just doesn't understand wrestling, right? It, it, it they, they have a idea of... XYZ, because I'll give away too much. But I just don't understand. I just, it is what it is. Uh, but I know how I come off. And when I'm in wrestling mode, when I'm in, when I'm in Robert Anthony at a show and someone's asking for advice, and they say, hey, what'd you think of this? And I say, it was fucking terrible. Here's why. And here's what you need to do to fix it. I will never tell a professional wrestler what they do right. Because you don't grow on the things that you do right. If you have an amazing drop kick, sometimes I'll say, hey, this was really good, right? If I'm not nitpicking. If, I, if I'm nitpicking, I'll tell people what they did right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I'm nitpicking. That match was fucking great. It was fucking perfect. Here's how it could have been ultra perfect. And here's what made it perfect on your end. You did great. But if someone really had a bad match, I'm not going to tell you that your drop kick was amazing or... The way you don't, you you don't have to rope. lie, but I always think like being constructive is better than being mean. It's not mean, it's honest. Because can, a lot of people don't get honesty in our business. You can be honest. You can say, hey, I saw you gave it 100%, but you really fell short. You know, like you can... See, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> That's terrible. It's that easy. That's the business world that doesn't exist in our profession. Well, you know what I mean. You, you don't want to break someone's spirit either. Mateo yes. sent me... He's so nice, by the way. Mateo's awesome. Yeah. Mateo Valentine, professional wrestler out of Chicago, sent me a DM. I bet I can't find it if I type in whatever. But Mateo sent me a DM, and he sent me a match. And he said, hey, please watch this. Give me the critiques. And um, and my thing when I watched the match, it was a triple threat. So those are hard to to do whatever. But I basically told Mateo, you have to be aggressive uh, when you throw your forearms. Because when Mateo throws his strikes, they were, like, really weak looking. And um, and how to put your body into it, right? I gave him a bunch of tips. And then Mateo asked for any notes, and I, and I gave him a bunch of stuff um, about selling, about how you move in the ring, and, and how you present yourself to look confident, you know, things like that. And it... And, I never told Mateo that, hey, this match sucked, because it didn't suck, but there was a lot that could be better, right? But if a match fucking sucks, these wrestlers need to hear that it fucking sucks. It's really bad. I do it to Joe. I do it to Chico. I do it to a lot of other people that ask for it, and that, and if you could handle that mentally, being told that this match is fucking terrible, here's here's how to fix it if I follow it up with that. If you're able to do that, you're going to be a way better wrestler. If you are like, oh, he told me it sucked. I'm going to go to someone else that told me it was good. You're never going to grow. It's it's going to be useless for you. Because our business is designed for you not to make it. It's, it's not. Half the wrestlers that listen to this podcast, sorry, this is as far as you're going to fucking go. 
And that's the awful truth. But maybe you don't need to be the one to be mean and But I have it. to because that letter on my wall that's framed saying you got fired from WWE gives me the... Because your ticket to be a meanie. No, gives me the <laughs> knowledge to say, hey, I did this. I lost it. And I got better while I, after I lost it. And I, and, I, and I checked off a lot of bucket list things. And I was very successful in the independent scene as well as the professional scene. I made money. I lost money. Made friends, lost friends. Whatever your goal is, I could point you in the right direction. You just have to be the one to walk there. Mm-hmm. Right? But I'm telling you right now, not everyone's going to have that you got fired letter. Because you won't get to the point to where they'll fire you. That's the the awful truth of our business. I understand. Right? There's one company, two companies, that are hiring people at high salaries. How many football teams are there? How many baseball teams are there? You know what I mean? There's more than fucking two. And it and the odds are not in your favor. But to make them in your favor, you got to be heard you suck. Because when you get there, they're going to tell you you suck every fucking day. Grow your hair, cut your hair. Grow a mustache, don't grow a mustache. You look like shit, you need to get bigger. bigger. Now you look like shit, now you need to get smaller. That'll fuck with your head, right? Just like when I was talking to the body dysmorphia, fucking our business fucks with that even more, mm-hmm. right? Um, people do a lot of things to achieve a look that they thought they wanted or they thought they would need to get over, right? And I, and I tell people all the time, like, that's not part of it. You have to figure out what your gimmick is because it's not, it's not the 80s, it's not the late 90s, early 2000s anymore. You don't need to be six foot five and 300 pounds. You don't need to be that way. You just need to be entertaining, charismatic, and be able to fucking go in the ring. Look at Darby Allen. He's a perfect example. He's 135 pounds, and he's nowhere near six foot tall, and he's one of the most popular wrestlers out there, making a ton of fucking money, doing ev- doing everything, right? Not everyone's going to be Darby Allen, but... I love that match with you and him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wrestled like, Darby Allen. Yeah, that was the one I think you wore your Danny Havoc shirt. I that liked, was, yeah. I liked that match a lot. I think that was my last Jacksonville match. Was it? I liked I it. went into that match knowing it was my last one. Mm. Uh, I had a feeling. I had a feeling I wasn't coming back. Summer was coming to an end, and uh, I knew I wasn't signing there, and... Uh, and I went all out on that one. I liked it. Yeah, it was a good one. Uh, mm-hmm. Look it up on YouTube. I think it almost has a million views. Does it really? I know Get, a it's getting fucking close. It. it has like <clears throat> has like eight hundred five five hundred. It's got a hundred thousand. Blah 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 blah. But uh, man, I forgot I wrestled Darby Allen for that mm-hmm. thing. Um, you like yelled at the camera at one point. Because I knew it was my last you one. You had some of his makeup on your nose. You were so cute. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about the you makeup so on the adorable. nose thing. Um, no, I lie. It's got 256,000. Yeah, almost a million though. Fucking nowhere here. <laughs> you called me out. I posted, I posted, I have, um, if you're listening to this, uh, please go to the YouTube channel and subscribe. I'm trying to get to 10,000 subscribers. I have 2,316 <laughs> 2, subscribers. I lost one. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, I had Maybe they just deactivated their account. Oh, fuck you. Uh, and I posted on Twitter or Instagram, hey, at two grand, 2,000 subscribers, pushing to 10 grand. 
this asshole over here sends me a private message. Everyone in the back of the room is saying, what about 5,000? Why don't you shoot for three? <laughs> Can you shoot for three? <laughs> Son of a bitch. I love you. I got to keep you humble, babe. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Dude, no shit. I was very Who's upset the, Who from 2000 says, let's get to 10K? I'm like, let's shoot for three. <laughs> I got big goals. Dude, it's been my dream to get that hundred thousand dollar, hundred thousand, hundred thousand subscriber plaque. I know. Ever since the Friday with Ego days, and YouTube Shorts seem to be like the new thing. Everyone's like, YouTube Shorts is going to take over. YouTube Shorts is going to take over. It's doing great numbers as part as views. Like I posted a couple of them today. Like, uh, two thousand views in seven hours. Um, like they do well, but people got to click subscribe. Yeah. And that's no well, you reason. have a reel that I told you to shoot, bro. And that burger reel, yes, McDonald's. So burger we went reel? to McDonald's after we went to Disney on Ice the other day, Whoa. and they just didn't give Rob an entire meal. Yeah, like a I whole like the hamburger bun. a burger, burger patty, patty wasn't there. Yeah. And I'm like, see, that's what you should shoot. And then he pulled out the camera and shot it, and the next day I had like 19. Nineteen yeah. k or something. Uh, I'm looking it up right, right? now. Right? Yeah, like... I'm looking right now. It made me a hundred dollars. That that real. Will you stop talking about money? I don't care. Nineteen thousand views. Uh, oh, no, but you know, we got onto something. We got off it, and, and I feel it was pretty good. Is like, um, you being an outsider. Yeah. What do you think? And give me your honest opinion mm-hmm. when I say the rest professional wrestling is made for all these kids not to make it, and most likely none of them will. I don't like when you say that. Why? And, and again, I don't understand the business. You no, remind no. me of this very much, right? But I think that some people aren't trying to make it. Some people are just trying to find an outlet that keeps them happy, that keeps them mm. going, that gives them friends, you know? And I I don't think that everyone that's out there wrestling is because they want to, you know, go to the WWE or go to AEW. I think people, some people out there really are just doing it for maybe the camaraderie or the lifestyle, you know, like the working out and just having friends. And I think if you look at it from that angle, you might not talk to somebody the way that you do when you're like, hey, that sucked and you're never going to get there if you keep doing it this way. That kid could be like, well, that's fine. I'm glad I did it and I had a I never follow up with that. I never say you're never going to get to WWE. Well, I'm just telling you what, what I think. Yeah. Cause that's what you asked. I I know what you do and don't say, but that's what I I kind of believe. Not everyone wants to get where you think they want to go, and I think you need to keep an open mind about that. I'm from the camp, the professional wrestling camp, that I need to protect our sport because if I don't protect it, it will turn into an animal house, and we will lose everything that the people before us have built, right? Before, it, to get into the professional wrestling business, you need to be invited, right? Back in the day, you need to be invited. Someone had to let you in. Nowadays, everyone could get in, okay? So we lost that. That's something we need back. People need to be invited again. Now, if you have a few hundred dollars and you're willing to pay someone to teach you, they'll let you in. It wasn't about every wrestling school is about what two, two grand, twenty five hundred dollars. That's how much tuition roughly is. And if you have that, you're in. Back in the day, it wasn't about that. It was about the betterment of the business, finding people that respected it, finding people that could uh, handle it. Yeah, because didn't you have to try out to even 
get pretty into the much school. they would beat like, the shit out of you and if you like legit beat the shit out of you and if you returned they knew you wanted it ugh. right so <clears throat> the point i'm making is <sighs> if i'm not this way nobody else is going to be that way and we need to keep certain traditions alive not to beat the shit out of you and hurt you and hope you don't come back or do come back but you you need to be able to have super thick skin when a lot of people in this generation don't have that right um you, i'm trying to tiptoe around a couple things but a lot of professional wrestlers can't take criticism anymore they can't take it from the journalists they can't take it from their peers they can't take it from their trainers and that's a problem because again i'll repeat it if you can't take that criticism at this level you're never going to be able to handle it at a higher level and it's i feel it's my job as someone that has spent 22 years of this being my life, I have to be able to weed those people out and find the strong ones. Because everyone wants to do what we're doing. Everyone wants to come down to NWA. Everyone wants to be an extra and have a dark match, right? If you can't navigate that with a solid mind, you're going to fail and you're going to embarrass yourself. Not only are you going to embarrass yourself, you're going to embarrass our sport can't let you do that right joe hates that i expose the business with the podcast saying certain things like uh um he hates everything behind the scenes he hates all that shit right and if you embarrass yourself in the ring that's a line i never cross when we know you guys know everyone here knows it's entertainment when I wrestle, you are going to think everything is real. And I'm really hitting people because I am. I will never cross that line and make you say, that was fucking fake. Well, that's because that's because of your experience. You're good. But some people will. Okay. And I have to, to be able to tell them they're fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Were you good in your first six months? No. Like, people got to get there. Great, know? but I had those people that tell me I'm fucking terrible. Okay. You know what I mean? Yes. So you coming from the outside. That's just what I see. That's what you see. But like actors, mm -hmm. you do commercials and bullshit like that, mm -hmm. right? They're going to do the same thing. They're going to weed out the weak. Mm -hmm. They're going to protect their, their craft so nothing shitty comes in. <laughs> right? You can't compare that to my commercials. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like the, the top tier ones. <laughs> Right or not? Right yeah, or wrong? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you want people that know how to act with you. So I understand. And that's how it was in commercials. If I couldn't act, I couldn't get the job, you know? Sure. Same, so same deal. Yeah, it is what it is. But yeah, this weekend's going to be crazy. We got I got a lot of shit. So hopefully it's all fun. Um, you should just stay home with us. Fuck. No, I'm, like, I'm getting the <laughs> fuck out of here. You do deserve a break. You I, good this I'm week. just fucking going. <laughs> um, next week's podcast... It's going to be wild. Who is it? Can't tell you. Why not? Me? It might be by myself. Tell me. Oh. It might be by myself. But uh, it's going to be wild, the topic. What the topic's going to be wild. I can't say it. You know it, but we can't talk anything about it right now. Why? Because I can't say shit. Okay. No spoilers. But it's going to be wild. We're going to talk. 
Okay. Wild. So uh, I everyone look forward to that. Um, we're going to get ready to say goodbye, but before we leave, uh, please, youtube.com slash egofitness or Robert Ego Anthony in the search bar, hit fucking subscribe. Yeah, get us to 10K. Just jump from 2,500 to 10K. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> Dude, once I get to 10K, it's going to be I fucking hate you. Uh, yeah, so go over there, hit subscribe, and uh, support everything this weekend, man. Uh, support tonight, IWTV. And tomorrow, the NW pay-per-view sold out. Mm-hmm. Uh, enough said. Uh, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you something inside information about the fucking pay-per-view in the whole weekend. Should you not say this? Oh, I'm going to say this. Oh, no. They And I sent an email to the office. They put out all the advertisement, mm-hmm. the match graphics, mm-hmm. fucking pay-per-view, buy tickets here. Here's this match. Here's this match. Pay-per-view, 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 pay-per-view. Never once they tell you what time the fucking show started. On well, anything. If you press the link, maybe it'll tell you there. Like <laughs> buying the tickets, no? Dude, the show's sold out. Oh. So people trying to log out and fight, they don't have a time. <laughs> so they got to go fix that. So uh, whenever the NWA pay-per-view starts, fucking watch it, subscribe, and uh, we'll see you on next Friday. Anything you got to say? No. Awesome. <laughs> Joe, I hate you and you're fat. Goodbye. Oh, my God, stop that. <laughs> <laughs>